Good morning, Christian America. Ask and you shall receive. Such beautiful words. This is what we're going to talk about today, this Wednesday, when Christ explains that he is there for you, that God is there for you. All you have to do is ask and he will give. Now, the question is, what are you going to ask for? And are you willing to live with the consequences of that ask? So let's get to it. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss, you know, the New Testament and Jesus' teaching today on Good Morning Christian America. So good morning, Christian America. Welcome to another Wednesday on the Good Morning Christian America podcast. We come to you every Wednesday as we, uh, in an attempt to educate ourselves, to educate you, to pass on some tidbits of knowledge, not knowledge that I personally have. It's just knowledge that Christ has given us through the te- uh, through the text of the scripture. Uh, we're stepping through the book of Matthew, inch by inch, story by story, lesson by lesson, methodically, systematically breaking down the lessons that Christ has given us. Uh, the great thing about Matthew and why we started with Matthews 1 is because it's because it's the beginning of the New Testament. 2, because there's so much of just of Jesus in in the book of Matthew. I mean, his words, his lessons, you know, one by one by one by one. He He's teaching us. He's providing us the information, the knowledge, the example, the wisdom, his wisdom on how to live, on how to be, and how to, uh, how to uh, help each other, how to live within our communities. I mean, that's the great thing about the book of Matthew. I always tell any person that's new to Christianity who's, who, who hasn't jumped into the biblical text i always 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 tell them start with the book of matthew matthew um you know jesus is 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 alive and well and in and invigorated in the book of matthew he's he is pushing his uh uh his word his message to the followers with with uh unabashedly uh, uh motivated and and he's He's directing and he's point, pointed uh, in, in, his, in his lessons saying, hey, this is how we fast. This is how we love each other. This is, you know, how we store up treasures in heaven. This is, you know, one by one by one, lesson by lesson by lesson, Matthew. The book of Matthew is, is, is my favorite out of all the uh, biblical uh, uh, books. So today, we're continuing down Matthew chapter 7. If you remember last week, last Wednesday in Matthew chapter 6, we talked about judgment. Judgment is also very, very near and dear to my heart. If you heard last week's podcast specifically because that, that lesson, that, the, that text is constantly misused. It's constantly thrown out in the, in the, wrong, in the wrong sense of judging. And the, the idea, the difference between judging a person's actions, a person, a person's sins, the, uh, the, the evil acts that are committed by the individual, and then judging the person th- themselves. All people, we believe, have, a, have the spark of divinity, have the ability to be redeemed. We are all redeemable if we choose to be redeemed, if we give ourselves over to Christ if we do you know uh, listen to him if we if we understand and we have faith and we're able to uh, uh, 
push ourselves and involve ourselves in in Christian uh, the Christian American principles, uh, the principles that Christ laid out. If we're if we're willing to sacrifice ourselves and our own wants, our own desires, our own our, our own earthly desires for Christ. We are, we are redeemable regardless of the sin. So the idea that you can't tell people that they're sinning because you're quote unquote judging them, uh, that, that's, it's just inaccurate. It's not the spirit of the text. It's not, uh, it's not the example that Christ lived. Uh, Christ specifically told people when they were doing wrong. He specifically called people hypocrites who were being hypocritical. He specifically, you know, told the money changers that this is wrong and that you've ruined or you're ruining uh, my father's house when he entered the temple. So, and we attacked that last week. So if you didn't see last Wednesday's podcast on Matthew chapter chapter 7, verse 1 uh, through 6, please go back and look at it. Um, I think it was very insightful and, and, and I want to clear the record. I want hopefully we got a chance to clear the record on some of what uh, Jesus meant when he said, do not judge. But going down this week, Matthew chapter 7 verse 7, we're talking about that Jesus is talking about asking, living God's word, living God's life living uh the the through the with the principles that he is espousing and this uh this phrase or this lesson can be interpreted a a bunch of ways and people love to just read the words uh that are written and then take from it whatever they want to take from it and so before we get started i want to remind everybody that if if you're want to contribute to the Christian American community, if you want to contribute to the Christian American cause, this program, this organization is growing steadily. It's growing methodically. It's growing pretty rapidly. I mean, we've been doing, you know, we've only got a few months of doing the podcast. We're almost at 5,000 followers on the Facebook page, another thousand or so, or close to a thousand on Instagram. Um, and then we have got Twitter followers also. So continue to spread the Christian American message. If you want to contribute to the Christian American cause, you can do that by spreading the Christian American message, by in interacting and engaging with us online. And also you can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, pick yourself up some Christian American apparel as springtime is in full effect. Uh, we have uh, tees, we have uh, premium tri-blend tees that fit great, that feel great, that are durable, that are light, that are airy. We also got tanks um, uh, if you want to. So for those of you that are exercising, going to the gym, whatever, you can wear a Christian American tank to the gym and let everybody know around you where your priorities are, that you are getting in shape and you are doing, you know, keeping your body a temple for God, for Christ. The, the gifts that he's given you and you are trying to take care of those things. So go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, pick yourself up some, uh, something good, uh, and then be a walking, talking billboard for Christ. So back to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. I want to read you some of the, some of the text, and then we're going to talk about it line by line. Okay, so Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 starts off with, Ask, this is Jesus speaking, right? So ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seek, finds, 
and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Let's stop right there. Let's think about those, that passage, those two lines in detail. This is Jesus saying that if you ask for something in earnest, in passion, for God, it will be given to you. So just like I said earlier about, uh, about, about judgment, right? God will grant you the things that you ask for if you do it earnestly, if you do it from the heart, if you do it with good intentions. Sometimes he gives you what you ask for in order to prove a point. To challenge you and to see if you are willing to accept the things that you've asked for. Asking God for things. And here's and here, this is this is something for everyone to think about. When you ask God for things. I'm always, me personally, I'm always wary of asking God for things. Because you don't know what comes with these things. You don't know the trials and the tribulation that come with these things that you ask for. The things that you do ask for in earnest, if they are part of God's will, then he's going to grant them to you. But you have to be able to live with the consequences of these actions which means you have to before you ask God for anything specific you should be consciously methodically thinking what is going to come if I get what I want if I get what I want if I get what I'm asking for what responsibility comes with that what kind of tribulation what kind of consequence uh, am I going to have to take on because of this I mean I don't know how many people out there go to bed at night or throughout the day or when they buy their you know their lottery tickets or whatever people do whether they're at the casinos or uh, waiting on a new job or you know trying to move up the corporate ladder and they go to bed at night if, if they go if they pray and they pray that God please let me win this lottery God, let me, you know, get hired for this position. God, let me be promoted in, in my organization. You know, God, let me do whatever it is that, 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 you, that you're asking for. But the effects of that ask being granted may not be something that you were looking for. And we have to recognize that. When you sit there in an organization, at a company, your own business, and you think, God, I want to get promoted. There's a promotion available. Uh, one person just left. I want to move into that position. You got to be more, you got you to think deeper than just that. Why do you want that new position? What does that new position uh, going to require from me? Is it going to take time away from my family? 
Am I willing to do that? Is it going to take the weekends? Am I going to have to give myself? Because we've talked pre uh, previously about leadership. Leadership is not about being in charge. Leadership is not doing, you know, telling people what to do. Leadership is not having the people that you're in charge of do stuff for you. When you're a leader in 2019, especially when you're a leader, you serve them. Jesus is the ultimate leader. He served the people. He gave of himself everything. That's what he's also telling you here. When he says, ask and you shall receive. Turn to the page in the Bible where Jesus denied somebody. I'll give you a few seconds to do that, to find that. Yeah, good luck finding that. You're not going to find a passage where Jesus denied somebody. When the lepers asked to be healed and cleansed, he healed and cleansed them. When the lame asked to walk, he, he raised them to walk. When the people were hungry, he fed them. He never turned anyone away. He never turned anyone away. So being a leader is service to those around you. So when you ask, you know, God, I sure want to get this promotion. Are you willing to live with the consequences, with the responsibilities that that new promotion brings upon you? That's the question you need to ask yourself. Are you willing to, to sacrifice in order to get the things that you're asking for? Are you willing to live with the consequences of the stuff that you're asking for? Because God will provide. If you need it and you're asking for it in earnest and you're trying to do God's will, he's going to provide it. That's exactly what he says. The door will be opened. All you have to do is knock. Christ stands there with his arms open, waiting to embrace you, but you have to walk towards him. You have to knock on the door. You have to be able to, he's going to open the door, but you just have to knock. You just have to knock. Scripture goes on to say, Who among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Who's going to do that? God is the ultimate father. We are his children. If you ask for something, he will give it to you. If but you have to be cognizant of what that response, what the responsibility comes with that. He's not going to give you a stone if you ask him for bread. He's not going to give you a snake if you ask him for a fish. How much more will your father in heaven give good things to those who ask of him? He can give you abundance. He can give you abundance but will he will he give will he give you so much that you can't handle it will he put you in a position that's so bad he can't pull you out of if you asked for it how many of us how many of us out there have asked for something like, oh man, if I only had, 
If I could just get this thing. If I could only have this. Whatever this is. Oh, we're moving into a new apartment. If I could only get this apartment. That comes to mind right now because if anybody's been watching the podcast as of late, you've you've probably seen the area behind me slowly, you know, uh, become abandoned. I'm in the process of moving myself, uh, and we're the, the the family and I are moving uh, to a different location. And we went through this like if we could only have this apartment, if we could just get this apartment. Okay. Now that you've got it. How are you going to move yourself in there? Now that you've got it, who are your neighbors going to be? Now that you've got it, how much is it going to cost? Now that you've got it, what struggles are going to come with being in this this, this new apartment that you wanted? Now that you've got it, where are your kids going to go to school? Now that you've got it, where, uh, how are you going to get to the grocery store? Now that you've got it. All these questions come come about. Like, wow. Maybe I should have been a little bit more careful or, or thoughtful when I started asking for things. That's just personal account. But I'm sure other uh, that, that you've had uh, similar accounts in your own lives. But the lesson here that Christ is trying to is not trying to get it, that is getting to us is that he is willing God is willing and eager to give you blessings but are you willing to accept those blessings sometimes the blessings are struggles sometimes the blessings are challenges. In order to reach the mountaintop, sometimes they have what they call uh, anybody who's done any ha- um, uh, mountain hiking, false summits. And what a false summit is, is when you're walking up a mountain, right? You can't see the top of the mountain, right? You can't see the top of it. And if you haven't been there before, then you have never seen the top of it. So as you're walking up these mountains or these, you know, even even large hills. I can't say that I've ever walked up a mountain. I've, I've walked up some pretty serious hills in my time. But you look up and you're like, okay, I think I see the top. I think that I see the top. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm walking. I'm going to make it. We're good. And then you hit this summit. And you kind of go down. You're like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't the top. And you look ahead and you're like, oh, I still have a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top. And sometimes those hills and those mountains bring you back down. And you meet a new challenge. As the, as the air gets thinner, as the load gets heavier, as maybe somebody you're walking with gets hurt, twists an ankle, someone who can't make it, you start to get hungry, you're running low on water, more and more challenges come come your way. 
and you're still and you still got to go up. More challenges await you. You asked for it. So in order to to get to where you're going, in order to receive the blessings that you think that you want that God wants to give you, sometimes he puts challenges on you. He has to make you strong so you can carry that load. He has to build your endurance so you can finish the race. He has to give you ideas and experiences that you've that you've had to live through so when you face it again in a more important situation, a more um, in a situation that has more dire consequences, you have a base of foundation, you have a base of knowledge in order to get you through it. And by when I say knowledge, I mean experience. Because that's what knowledge is. Knowledge is experience. Knowing something is not only just knowing it, it's knowing it and having lived through it and understanding it completely, not just reading about it. When you read about something, that's just, that's not knowledge, that's information. You find out information. Information is part of gaining knowledge, but knowledge is the experience. It's information and experience mixed. That's what Christ is giving you. He's giving you his knowledge. He's giving you the knowledge you need to succeed to get the things that you think that you want. And if those things, if those things that you ask for are superficial, he just may give them to you to show you that they're superficial, to show you they're not what sustains you, to show you that's not what's life is what life is about, to show you that you're wrong in your thinking. How great is that? That you're able to 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 not be able to understand the consequences of your actions, of your asks. God gives you the things that you ask for knowing that it's not going to sustain you, knowing that it's not going to propel you so that when you do fail, you can reevaluate yourself, reevaluate your thoughts, reevaluate your priorities and recognize that it isn't this. It isn't the life. It isn't the world. It isn't the things that we that we think that we want. It's not the things that the TV said that I wanted. It's, it didn't really make my life better. It really doesn't make me a better person. Because I, because I got what I asked for. God granted me what I asked for. It was all superficial nonsense. I feel worse than I've ever felt. My family's worse than it's ever been. My friends are, 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 are few and far between. What went wrong? You come back to God with a better sense of understanding. A better sense that of, of what you should be asking for. And then you ask for the appropriate things. God, grant me what your will is. Grant me the ability to do your will. Grant me the knowledge that you want me to have. So that I may do what you want me to do. I have faith in you now that I didn't have faith in you then. So the curse that you thought was a curse is a blessing. 
because it rectified your life. It put you on a better path. It put you on a higher path. It put you on a more sustainable path, not only for yourself, but for your family, for your community, for your country. Ask and you shall receive. That's what Christ is telling us here. God is not going to give you a snake when you ask for a fish. He's not going to give you a stone when you ask for bread. You may think that he gave you a stone. You just haven't lived long enough to, to see that it's not. We're like children. We are only able to see what's around us. We are only able to see what we can conceive of. Just like children can only, you know, see the next 10 minutes. They can only see this meal that they don't like. Mom, dad, I don't, I don't want the vegetables. I don't like broccoli. This is the, this is the worst meal ever. I can't do this. I don't want this food. I don't like the chicken. I don't like whatever it is on my plate. But what are, what are we as parents? We know the longer term outcome. We, know, we can see past the, 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 the meal. We can see a kid growing up healthy, eating nutritious food, becoming big and strong, becoming intelligent, being able to understand that these, that these, that these proteins, that these vitamins, that, the, that this food builds a person's body for the better, a person's mind for the better. We know this. We're more knowledgeable. We have a longer timeline. We're able, we have that knowledge. We have that, that, that ability to look back and reflect on, on, on how to better raise this child and better feed this child. Now, think of yourself in that light. You can only see the next five years, if you could see that. You can only see the next one year. You're only living paycheck to paycheck, but God sees eternity. He knows what you need to be successful. He knows what you need to be strong and nutritious. He knows what you need to be to, to live out a more fulfilled, meaningful life. He knows what's going to sustain you and what's not. And when we turn away from him and we ask for things that are not sustainable, we're doomed for failure. That's why people that are rich commit suicide. That's why the people that are, that are famous die in drug overdoses. That's why the majority of the opioid crisis is coming from, you know, uh, household incomes that are above the poverty line. You know why? Because they've achieved the level of, of success, a measure of success in this country, a measure of success in this life. And they still haven't, they still don't feel like it because they don't do any, they haven't put any, anything meaningful in their life. They haven't turned to Christ. They've turned to the world. And the world can't sustain you. But God does. God can. And he will. You just have to knock on the door. And he's ready to open it. It says, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good things... To those who ask him ask him you have to be humble enough to come to him on your knees and pray to him and ask him for his will to be done through you not for your will to be done through him 
Therefore, whatever you want others to do for you, do also the same for them. This is the law and the prophets. For this is the law and the prophets. Do unto others as you would do unto yourself. Ask of God what He wants you to do. And then do what He wants you to do. Do to others as you would have them do to yourself. If you're climbing that corporate ladder of success, if you're, you know, working whatever job that you're working and, and, and you're in competition with, your, with one of your uh, colleagues, healthy competition is fine. But sabotaging the other person on purpose to achieve something, to, to achieve a promotion, to, to achieve a pay raise, is not. Only do to them what you would have them do back to you. These are the lessons of today. These are the lessons of Matthew chapter 7. Verse 7, 7 through 12. Ask the Lord and he's going to give it to you. But you got to understand that his horizon, his time horizon is eternity. It's eternity. You're that child at the dinner table. You can only see the next five or 10 minutes. You can only see the next six to 12 months in your mind. Everything else is just speculation. If you're able to step out of that, that situation mentally and go, what would God have me do? What would God have me do? And if you looked at your life like that, what would God have me do? You're going to run into situations and circumstances and people and organizations that enter your life. And you're going to recognize God immediately. You're going to recognize God immediately. You're going to say, I know exactly why he put this person in my life. I know exactly why he put this person in my life. I know exactly why I had a dream about this thing. I know exactly why I had this idea. I know exactly why I came here. I know exactly why I moved. Just so I could meet these people. Just so I could do these things. Just so I could do whatever it is that God wants me to do. And then when you wake up in the morning, you're excited to go to work. You're excited to go to your organization. You're excited to enter into the world because you're, a, because you're, you're, you're outside of the world. Mentally, you're outside of the world because your hopes and your dreams don't rely on the world. Instead, they rely on God. Instead, they rely on on his will and his idea of your life you're able to to step outside mentally and go, I don't care what these people say 
I don't care what the TV says. I don't care what social media says. I don't care what the internet says. I don't care what these people, because I know the truth. And the truth is that God has set me in motion. I understand that everything that I do, everything that I am, everything that I will be, he's involved in. He controls. He guides. I'm willing to listen and I'm willing to ask and he's willing to give like a good father. He's not going to send me into a position that I can't come out of. He's not going to send me into a place that's going to destroy me. He's going to send me to places that are going to build my strength, that are going to build my knowledge, that are going to build my character, that are going to build my family. And we're going to come out bigger, better on the, on the outside, on the back end of it. After it's all said and done, we're going to do his will. We're going to do his works because we're stronger and we're smarter and we're more knowledgeable. We're more caring. We're more loving. We're more compassionate. We're more, we're more knowledgeable in his love. You're going to be able to do all of these things because he's put you through the fire. Can't look at the short term. You got to look at the long term. You ask and he shall give. With that, ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys have a blessed Wednesday. Keep going out there. Keep spreading the word. Keep being on fire for Christ. Keep doing his, his work. Keep seeking his will. Keep passing on his messages. If you want to contribute to the Christian American com community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. Become a walking, talking billboard for Christ. We, Christian Americans, are on the offense. I can see it online. I can see it in the day-to-day -day life. I can see it. People are becoming more knowledgeable. They're to God's will and, and God's hand in our society and how we need to uh, and how we need to uh, push to continue to push for His principles, for His love, for His ideas, for His knowledge within our society. Pro-life, pro-family, pro-child, pro-religious freedom. All of these issues that are that that are, that are are big issues in our lives. We are on the right side. We are on God's side. No matter what struggles we have to go through, He's going to lead us in the right direction. He, we we're going to overcome those issues. We're going to overcome. You know, the, the enemy's attacks. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed Wednesday. Tune in Friday for Focus on the Family. We're going to uh, come to you and give you some, uh, uh, some inspiration and some ideas. Uh, hopefully how to, how to put your family right with God. How to, how to integrate your family and your community, which is so important, with, with the Christian faith, with Scripture, with the lessons of Jesus. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a blessed rest of the week until Friday. Good morning, Christian America.